Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence today, God. We don't take it lightly, God. We are just so thankful that we actually have the opportunity to come to you whenever we need to, God. And we just pray this morning that you have your way in this service, God. You are the main speaker here this morning, not me. So I ask you this morning to speak. Lord, I pray that your word this morning, Lord, injects people's hearts, Lord Jesus. They, they, Lord, that they will walk out of this place this morning with a word on their heart, Lord, that will take them into the week to come. Father, I just pray that it's not just something nice and, and sweet right, right now, Lord, but it's something that we can use throughout the week. And I just pray your blessing on this service and on every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to read a psalm. So I'm going to read Psalm 37, starting at verse 1 to you this morning. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. 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 Anyone that has been, who's been in grow in the last few weeks? All right, put up your hand if it's wrath. Put up your hand if it's wrath. Put up your hand if it's wrath. Put up your hand if you don't really care, either way. So I'd ask. Anyway, that's kind of been something that's happened in grow a little bit. That was a burn. Yes, it was a burn. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Have you ever noticed that our world, particularly recently, more so than ever before, is kind of telling us what we need to think? Have you noticed that? Sometimes it's like in your face, this is what you should be thinking, this is what you sh- how you should be acting, and sometimes it's a little bit more subtly as well. Um, well. If I was to ask you this morning, okay, guys, with your pieces of paper there, because all the kids have got notes now, if I was to ask you this morning to write down the top five things that you want, so my message, as you can see, what you want or desire right now, what would they be? Like, if you were honestly writing down what are the five things right now that I actually desire in life, what would they be? The things that consume your thoughts, your thinking, all of those kind of things, what would they be? For some of us, it might be, well, look, I just really wish I had a bit more money. I mean, we all probably think that at times, right? I'm sure we all do. I definitely do. Maybe it's a new car or a bigger house because you've got a lot of kids. For others, it might not be those material things. It might be maybe, I don't know, like you want to go on an adventure. You haven't been on a holiday for a couple of years and you really desperately want to go on a holiday. Or maybe you want just a change of scenery. I know for myself growing up, I grew up in Perth and um, my dad used to pick us up from school on really hot days and if it was stinking hot, he'd pick us up and he'd take us down to the beach after school and we'd have a swim and we'd get a Mr Whippy ice cream and I just developed this love of being near the beach. So for me, wanting to live near the beach was actually a desire that I had on my heart. I desperately wanted to live near the beach and as Andrew and I got married and we started chatting and we got into ministry, we actually used to talk a lot about, we just had this dream and like this desire to, to plan a church 
near the beach. <laughs> Amazing, hey? But, believe it or not, we were actually asked to do that. So a few years ago, Andrew and I planted a church in Wollongong, which is on the beach, and we were able to buy a house not too far from the beach, and I spent a lot of time, in fact, I used to take the dog walking all the time, and sometimes I'd run if I was feeling gypped, you know, not very often, let's be honest, and I'd spend time down there praying, and we'd, Andrew and I would picnic down there, and we'd paddleboard down there, and I absolutely loved it, it was the desire of my heart. Maybe this morning that's not your desire, maybe this morning, you know, for the guys here, maybe your desire is to find a wife, like the love of your life. Or maybe for the girls it's to find a husband or perhaps this morning you were just desperately wanting a baby. Or maybe right now like this psalm, this psalm was written by King David, maybe you're facing a battle right now and you just actually just want a bit of a breakthrough or some healing or a bit of peace right now. So my message this morning is actually what do you want? And after Greg's message last week, what are you looking at? I thought, I'm going to continue that theme, what do you want? So next week, maybe the youth, who knows what they're going to say. Anyway, there was this lady, a journalist, I can't remember her name, but she writes for Forbes magazine. And I think I've referred to Forbes magazine before, and she actually asked people that exact question, what do you want right now in life? She actually asked me, she said, what do you desire but can't seem to attain in your life? And I'm going to just show you the, the top answers. So the first one that's going to come up in a moment is happiness. That doesn't surprise me. And the second one is money. Okay, the next one is freedom. I guess we're all kind of feeling a little bit like that right now. And poor New South Wales and Sydney are probably feeling like that this week as they've gone back into lockdown. The next one is peace. The next one, joy. The next one is balance, fulfilment, as in, you know, people being satisfied with where they are at the time. And the last one is confidence. But as the article suggests, if you look at the, the title, it says, eight things people desperately desire but can't seem to obtain. You think about happiness. You know, people want to be happy, but a lot of the time people don't even know what's going to make them happy. Have you noticed that? Sometimes you're like, I just don't feel... I'm feeling down, but you don't actually know what's going to cheer you up. And often we search for happiness in perhaps our job or we might search for happiness in a spouse or our family or a title or a paycheck. But as we know, with the ups and downs of life, our happiness is constantly out of control when it comes to things like that. Or perhaps this morning you're desiring money, you need, you're desiring to have more money. But again, people who often desire money are so fearful of money but they don't even enjoy it when they've got it to spend, to spend. I mean, how much money do we truly need to be feeling fulfilled? And then there's peace. We all long for peace, right? We all want peace from the noise and the chatter and the busyness and the pressures and the responsibilities of life. We want peace from that painful thumping in our head that's always telling us that we need to be stronger or we need to be smarter or we need to be thinner or we need to be prettier or we need to be a better husband or we need to be a better wife or a better parent or like you guys fill in the blank there because we're always thinking that. The thing is that these desires I've just talked about are actually attainable unlike what the lady was saying, unlike what the journalist was saying. It's just that more often than not we're looking for those things in the wrong place. Psalm 37 that I just read, verse 4, says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. 
You know, growing up, and this is something I love the kids to understand this morning, because as a kid, I never really understood this verse. I'm like, okay, desire the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Does anyone remember Ron Canoli? Yes? I knew Lisa would. Okay, Ron Canoli had this song, and I actually watched the clip the other day, and it's so cringy now because it... Anyway... And the song went, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, even though sometimes we stumble, even though sometimes we fall. Do you remember what happens then? He says, call him out and tell him what you want. And so for me as a kid, I'm like, okay, if I desire, desire the Lord, I just have to kind of give him my checklist of, of what we want. Kind of like a formula, like, hey, if I desire him and I tell him this, well, I'm going to get this answer. You know, maybe a lot of people have read that verse and kind of misconstrued it a little bit and thought, God, if I just get down on my knees a little bit more often or perhaps if I get up half an hour early, maybe I'm going to get up at 5, 5.30 instead of 6 o'clock in the morning. Lord, if I pray really passionately and loudly like Pastor Greg over here or maybe I just sit quietly because I actually really struggle to sit quietly and get distracted. God, when I do those things, you are going to give me everything that I desire. But how many people know that's actually not what that verse means? Yeah. And it took me until I was an adult to read that verse one day and go, hang on a minute, I'm actually reading this, yeah. this verse completely wrong. Yeah. The thing is, this verse was written by King David. And it was actually written by King David in the latter years of his life. It says later on in the verse, um, I once was young, but I'm now old. So he's writing this from a perspective of a man who is older and wiser and you all know that David went through some pretty big challenges in his life and he was reflecting at this time on times where there was evil and all sorts of things happening around him and he wasn't actually saying, hey, delight yourself in the Lord and you're going to get everything you want. He actually says, delight yourself in the Lord because as you delight yourself in the Lord, you will want to become more like him. Your desires will become his, sorry, his desires will become your desires. As we desire him, what he wants for us will rub off on us. Andrew and I started dating when I was 19. He just turned 20. Is that right? We were young and, you know, it was so long ago. It's like we've almost been married 25 years. It's crazy. But anyway, I remember um, as a teenager, I loved cooking. My mum is an amazing baker and my nana was an incredible baker and I used to love cooking but when Andrew and I started dating, Andrew's cooking was pretty much two-minute noodles. I remember your mum used to have frozen pies and things in the freezer for you. Yep. And like, and if you were really, really going fancy, it would have been, you know, those instant pastas that you had a bit of milk and butter and a steak. That, that was Andrew's cooking. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you do. But you see, Andrew had never had any desire to cook. I mean, the only reason he cooked was because he was hungry. So there was no desire at all. But have you ever noticed that as you start to date somebody, sometimes your desires change? I've noticed that with Phoebe. I'm going to embarrass. Phoebe and Xander are getting married six weeks tomorrow, which is crazy. But what I've noticed with Phoebe is that since she started dating Xander... I just opened up the laundry basket this morning and there's like this cat jumper in there and like she goes four-wheel driving and, you know, she might even go camping one of these days. The thing is that she started doing things that Xander likes to do, but Andrew was exactly the same. What I found is that the more time he spent with me, the more he was actually happy to cook. His delight in me shaped his desire and now you're actually a really good cook. 
And the same applies when it comes to us, when it comes to God. When the more time we spend with him, our delight in him shapes our desire. The thing I've found is that we can easily make the desires of our heart an idol. Is that true? The things that we want, we're thinking about them, we're consumed with them. That's what an idol is. But what if we focus on pleasing God rather than focusing on what we want? So the word says, delight yourself in the word, in the Lord. You see, he wants to shape the desires in us so that he can bring out the best in us. It's actually a real game changer when we realise that he knows, and this is where Jeanette comes in this morning, he knows what we need more than we know what we need. I'm going to repeat that again this morning. He knows what we need more than we ever understand what we need. And when we truly delight in him, we'll find that our desires change and our hearts will steadily align with God. So finding delight in God is actually the key to a happy and a satisfied life. So when we're looking at these things before that people were wanting, the key to that is actually finding delight in God. It's in delighting in him that we take the focus off the things that we want and what we're waiting for and we focus back on God. You know, often we're waiting for things and probably some of the delights, the desires that you have this morning, you're waiting for right now. But I want to encourage you as we wait in the Lord, what does the word promise? It says, but those who wait on the Lord, this is Isaiah, it's up there, Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wing, on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. Can I encourage you this morning, if you're waiting, you're going to find strength in God if you wait with him. The Bible talks about many ways that we can delight ourselves in the Lord, but it's not a checklist. So this morning I'm going to give you a few really practical ways in a minute, but this isn't a checklist that you kind of tick off and go, all right, if I do this, that's going to make me righteous. We don't delight in the Lord so that we can tick the checklist off and go, well, now I'm, I'm good and I'm righteous. We actually delight in God because we love him. What does it mean to delight in the Lord? Delight in the Lord actually means to, great, to gain great pleasure, pleasure, satisfaction or happiness. And the Hebrew word for delight is this, to be soft, tender, teachable, and pliable. So when we delight in the Lord, yes, we, we gain great pleasure, but not only that, is we actually become soft, tender, pliable, moldable to what he wants. So practically this morning, I've just got a few quick ways, guys. So if you're writing notes this morning, Charity, Cyprus, point one. Okay, you guys good? Okay, the f- point one. This is point one. That's okay. <laughs> Jaden's writing me a whole new message this morning. That's awesome. Okay, so practically how do we delight in the Lord? First of all, we delight in his word. I know this is simple. Psalm 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in this law, he meditates day and night. I don't know about you, but I love spending time with my girls. I love it when, and my kids, I will be honest, are not perfect, okay? So sometimes when you see pastors up here, you just hear the good stuff. My girls are not perfect. They do fight sometimes. But I love it when I hear them chatting away and, you know, chatting to each other. It's just a beautiful sound to hear your kids chatting and giggling and all that kind of stuff. And when I hear that, I actually want to go and be in the room with them because I enjoy being in the room with my kids. 
I know when we were building houses in the past, I said, I don't want a double-storey house with a big area upstairs where I don't, where I don't get to see the kids because I actually delight in being in their presence. And it's the same when it comes to God. God wants to speak to us and he longs to share his heart and his passion with us and it's all found right in here, in this word. So my question to you this morning is, are you finding time to be in his word? Like, are you really finding time to be in his word? And if you're not, can I challenge you this week? Start. There's so many ways in which you can do it now. I love the Version Bible. I love the, the app on our phone that is with us at any time and there's so many different ways in which we can read the word and study the word. But are you finding time to be in his word? This scripture's actually been really speaking to me over the last few weeks. In verse 2 it says, he meditates on the word day and night. For me, I've always, my mum set a really, really great, I guess, foundation for me. My mum had a chair that she sat in every morning and she had her basket of books and she read her devotionals. And so for me, that was normal. So for me in life, I've always gotten up in the morning. It's normally in bed, to be honest, but I get up and I spend time in the word. But recently, I've really been challenged. This scripture here says, he meditates on the word day and night. So over the last few weeks, not only have I been spending time in the morning with God, I've made it a habit at night before I go to sleep to just read a simple devotion because what i found is often when we get into bed at night, we're so consumed with everything that's happened in the day, the conversations we've had, the arguments we've had with our husband or our wife, or if we're not concerned about that, we're thinking about the next day and what's going to happen and the worries and concerns that come with that. So what I do at night is I just grab a devotional and I just spend a few minutes before I go to sleep at night reading that. It's the last thing that I read as I go off to sleep. So can I challenge you this morning? Let's delight in his word. Number two. Number two, Jaden. Okay. We are going to delight in his ways. Psalm 40 verse 8 says, I delight to do your will, O God, and your law is within my heart. We need to delight in the ways of God and the ways that, the ways that he works in our lives and the ways that he makes us more like Jesus. We know it's God's will for us to be more like him, right? And we do this by really, really simply following what Jesus did, by loving our neighbour, by loving our neighbour who's maybe not so lovable. You know those people that, some people are just easy to love and some people are not so easy to love. You know, we follow his will by bridling our tongues and I do struggle with that one sometimes. I'm very sorry, kids, when I don't bridle my tongue. We do that by acting justly, by loving mercy, by walking humbly. We know that it's not God's will for us to murder or steal or cheat or lie or slander and talk about other people behind their backs or gossip or both. And as we walk in his ways, we actually delight in him. So we've had delight in his word, delight in his ways, delight in his wonder. Can you think of a time in your life where you've truly delighted in something, like absolutely delighted in something where it's made you stop and it's made you perhaps feel like time standing still. Maybe it's when you've had a baby. I don't know. Maybe it's you've been down the beach and you've loved the beach. I'm going to put a picture. A picture's going to come up on the screen now, I think, of the Grand Canyon. Oh, there we go. Okay. So this was one of those moments for me. We took our girls overseas a couple of years ago and we went to the Grand Canyon. And, you know, for me, I was kind of expecting it to be incredible, but I actually had no idea how incredible it was going to be. Like, just no idea at all. And it just totally blew me away, the beauty and the wonder and the majesty of this place that God created. 
And do you know what I found? That while I was delighting in this place here, I actually wasn't desiring anything else at all. I remember Andrew had said to us, I'm going to take the camera, we're going to be there for a few hours, I want to be there until it starts to get dark because I want to get some really good photos. So, you know, it was actually really cold. You might be able to see down the bottom, there's actually a little bit of snow. It had snowed the day before, so it was quite chilly. And it was probably past dinner time as well. But what I discovered is that even though I was probably feeling a bit cold, even though I was feeling a bit hungry, at that moment I didn't desire anything apart from being in the canyon because it was just absolutely beautiful. As I delighted in the majesty and the wonder of that place, there's nothing else that I long for at that moment in time. And it's the same way when it comes to God. When it comes to God, when we delight in his majesty and his wonder, there's actually nowhere else that we want to be or nothing else that we want to desire. might just ask if the worship team could come up. That would be awesome. So what have we got so far? We have delight in the word, delight in his ways, Cyprus, delight in his wonders. Beautiful. Awesome. Okay, and I've got one more this morning. And this one is delight in his worship. Psalm 36, starting at verse 7, says, How exquisite your love, O God, how eager we are to run under your wings, to eat our fill at the banquet you spread, as you fill our tankards with Eden's spring water. You're a fountain of cascading light, and you open our eyes to light. Or the Passion Translation, which is just so beautifully put, it says, O God, how extravagant is your cherishing love. All mankind can find a hiding place under the shadow of your wings. All may drink of the anointing for the abundance of your house. All may drink their fill from the rivers of Eden. The fountain of life flows from you to satisfy me. I love that bit. The fountain of life flows from you to satisfy me. In your light of holiness will receive the light of revelation. You know, there is nothing that gives me more joy than worshipping God. I love in the last few weeks, and Andrew referred to it this morning, even in the weeks where we can only have a few people here and there was a couple of weeks where we literally just had our worship team and our choir here, there were moments in God's presence that I hadn't felt for a really, really long time. There's something about being in the presence of God that takes the focus off ourselves and puts it onto Him. The scripture here, it talks about all may drink from the rivers of Eden and that's actually referring to God's satisfaction. God's abundance, God's pleasure. You see, this is actually the verse before the verse that I read this morning. So this is from Psalm 36. And David at this time was surrounded by people that had no regard for goodness. They were full of evil. He was surrounded by chaos. And yet even in the middle of that, David knew that he needed to drink from the river of delight. And as we worship and praise him, We find that there's pleasure there like nothing else. We find there's refuge. It talks about being in the shadow of his wings. There's freedom as we worship. There's protection as we worship. There's revelation as we worship. So the key to seeing your desires come to pass is not actually found in pursuing the things that you desire. And that's where we often get it wrong. It's all about trying to find happiness in the things that we buy or perhaps trying to find happiness in the relationships that we go after or trying to find happiness in the acceptance of others, whatever it is. But 
The thing is that we don't find our desires come to pass when we do that. Our desires only come to pass when we find Him. See, letting God give you things is so much better than trying to get them yourself. Isn't that true? God knows what we need, just like Jeanette said this morning. We're often looking for things in all sorts of places, but we just need to allow God, we just need to trust God enough for Him to, to give us what we need. And in Psalm 37 that I read this morning, in the first, first verses 1 to 9, and maybe you could read it again, He promises faith in the midst of our fears. He promises guidance in our decisions, and He promises peace in our heart. Actually, a lot of the things that we really desire and long for. You know, earlier this year, Andrew and I uh, went up to the Gold Coast for a national conference and we spent a little bit of time at the beach while we were there and on the last day before we were leaving, we grabbed a coffee, two of our favourite things, John here, wherever you are, out there I think, coffee and the beach. So we grabbed a coffee and we headed down to the beach and um, just before we were leaving, I kind of turned around and this is the picture that I took and it's beautiful, right? But as I took that picture, I actually felt the Holy Spirit remind me of this verse. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And the thing that I realized in that moment is that the desires that I once had to live on the beach and it was such a huge part of my life and it was like this goal, it was like this is what we are aiming for, what I wanted to do in my life is actually not there anymore. And what I've realized is that my desire to live on the beach is actually not important anymore because as I've desired Jesus and as I've desired God, He's actually molded me and He's changed my desires. And sure, I'm always going to love the beach. But what I've realized is that His desires are now my desires. And I know that I'm in the right place here. And so I don't look at that anymore and go, gee, I wish I was at the beach. I mean, yeah, it's nice being at the beach. But I don't anymore feel like, hey, I'm actually missing out on something because God's desires are now in my heart. So when your heart's right, God actually puts your hand on the right things. He has opportunities for you that you're only ever going to get if you, desire, if you delight in Him. Have you thought about that before? As we delight in God, He's going to put desires and opportunities in our heart that He's never going to do when we don't. Psalm 37 verse 23 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. When we walk with God, when we delight with God, He directs our steps and He directs our desires. As we take time with God, He will ignite our passion and our desires and we will see things happen that we would never see happen if we didn't delight in Him. So this morning, I think we should delight in God. I think we're going to stand. I don't have the team here, but if you guys are happy just to come up for a couple of minutes. I think we're going to stand for a few moments and we're just going to spend a few minutes before we close delighting in the Lord. And can I just say, maybe this is something that you don't do at home. For me, thanks, babe. I'll often turn my music up really, really full ball in the car. And I would just spend time delighting in God. You know, I can't play an instrument, so I can't sit there and do it on my own. 
but there's so many ways in which we can just spend time delighting in God. So we're going to just worship for a few minutes, feel if that's all right, and I'm going to come back, but if we can just worship, that would be awesome.
there'll be people here that are um, were listening to me speak this morning and went, you know what, there's so many desires I have in my heart that haven't come to pass yet. You know, perhaps you're waiting at the moment. And as I mentioned earlier, I spoke about Isaiah where it says, those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Can I encourage you this morning, if you're waiting on God, delight in him. Perhaps you're not waiting on something right now. Perhaps you're actually confused about what your desires are right now. Maybe you're like, I don't actually know what I want to do next, God. I don't even know what to do. Can I encourage you as well, delight in Him. Because as we delight in Him, as we allow Him to come into our lives and we become pliable, we become soft, He is able to mould us into where He wants us to be. So don't worry this morning if you actually don't know what's next. Because as you delight in God, He'll show you. He'll reveal it. He reveals it in this book here. Lauren, you're on my heart this morning as well. When Andrew got up, <laughs> I'm like, you're on my heart this morning. And I want to give you this Bible this morning. I don't know if you've got a Bible, but I want to give you this Bible this morning. And I want to encourage you to delight in Him because the battles are won when you delight in Him. So I'm going to give you this. And if you don't know where to start, come and have a chat to one of the youth leaders. Just say, hey, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to read. But get into that book. Just write down stuff. And you're going to find that God's going to reveal things to you as you delight in Him and as you read that book. And I just want to encourage you like Andrew has this morning. I know God's got good things for you. I just want to encourage you with that. You know, I don't know everybody here this morning. And I'm sure that there are people here this morning that know Jesus and have a relationship with Him. But there could also be people this morning that don't know Jesus. And this morning I spoke about how we need to delight in Him. But I know when Andrew was speaking this morning and doing the tithes and offerings, he spoke about Proverbs 3. And in Proverbs 3, it talks about how he delights on his son. And there is scripture after scripture, and I've actually got a couple here, which I probably don't want to take the time to read this morning, but scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture where Jesus and God talks about how he delights in us. So perhaps you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Can I tell you that he delighted in you so much that he sent his son to the cross so that there was no barrier between us and God anymore. Where there once was a barrier, the only barrier now is us. We are the only barrier that stops us from delighting and from dwelling with Jesus. So if everyone could just close your eyes for a moment, I'm just going to ask you a question this morning. Do you know Jesus? Have you got a relationship with Jesus? Like, do you know him like a friend? And if you don't this morning, I'd love you to raise your hand just for a moment. and Nobody else is looking around and I would love to pray for you this morning. I'd love to help you to invite Jesus into your heart this morning. Perhaps we all do that's okay too but we're going to pray anyway and if if you pray this prayer this morning and it was the first time or perhaps you know today it just felt different to other times come and have a chat to me after because I would love to pray with you but Lord Jesus we delight in you we love you we thank you for everything that you've done for us we thank you for dying on the cross even though we never deserve it. And we ask you this morning to 
come into our life. Lord, we pray that you come in and cleanse us from our sin and make us whole. And God, we thank you that as we delight in you, that you have good plans for our lives. You have blessing and favour and goodness for the rest of our days. We love you, Jesus.